If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So we have today's edition of What Did Joe Biden Say Today? Yesterday, stumbling through a comment about what, cows and choices of beef? What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just trying to translate what Joe Biden said yesterday. I got that uh, video of the now total collapse of the U.S. southern border, which is just disgraceful. And the goalposts on COVID moving again, they get busted. They got busted. So what did they do? They jumped to the fact checkers. And now we've all been proven right. I got a loaded show for you today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from big tech and those prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the damn Bongino show. Let's get right to it. And so I don't forget, because Guy will uh, <clears throat> come after me downstairs and do a rear naked choke on me and uh, make me tap out. Questions for tomorrow. You know, we do a question segment. If you'd like to submit a question for our show tomorrow, go to Rumble, submit a question under the video, or go to Locals. I will put a post on my Locals account later. Uh, questions and just submit them and we'll get to them tomorrow. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joseph, let's go. <laughs> he loves the Tommy John. There you go, Joe. Very excited. Okay, uh, listen, I rarely start the show on a comic relief note because the whole point of comic relief is to relieve you from the generally dour news, given that we've got to deal with this pino, president name only, and his destruction of the United States economy and the republic as we know it. But this one was kind of funny. And maybe it's something Joe Biden can I agree on. This is today's edition of What the Hell Did Joe Biden Just Say? Listen to the end of this. Check this out. Parking lot of a fast food restaurant so their children could use the Internet to get their homework done. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. <laughs> OK, moving on. This is the uh, United States of America. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Maybe uh, Joe Biden and I might finally agree on something. He loves steak apparently as much as I do. You know, I love steak, but I'm really not into changing the... Uh, Name of the United States of America, the United States of America, whatever the hell he just said right there. Uh, listen, it, you know, obviously, so it's, it's just, you know, funny. It's just a quip. But the thing with Biden is he does this all the time. And the man clearly has no attachment to reality anymore and is in significant cognitive decline. It's evident by the way he talks. You can see it. He just loses his train of thought. He mix and mingles. He makes up word salads. It's just it's bad. It's getting bad. OK, on to serious stuff. So uh, Julio Rosas from Town Hall was down at the border. Folks, the evidence of the total collapse of our southern border is right in front of our eyes. This is obviously a very dangerous situation for the reasons you could probably figure out on your own. You don't need a talk show host to tell you about it. National security reasons. We don't know who's in the country. Obviously, drug trafficking. And a little known fact, you know, my last line of work, we used to investigate counterfeit money. That was one of the primary criminal uh, you know, responsibilities of the Secret Service in the criminal investigative space. Counterfeit money gets trafficked in the southern border all the time. Uh, a lot of uh, counterfeit happens in Colombia, not South Carolina, Colombia, the country. That's trafficked across the southern border, too. If you don't have a southern border, you don't have a country, ladies and gentlemen. You just have a suggestion. Uh, I want you to look at this video. If you're, if you're listening on audio, I'm sorry. There's not a lot for you here. My apologies in advance, but I'll describe for you the video. I just cut about 10 seconds of it. To, it's about a 30, 40-second video. This is Julio Rosas at the border <clears throat> in Arizona. He's driving down the street and people coming in the country illegally now, they're not even going to the border and turning themselves in anymore. They're walking into Arizona and turning themselves in at border patrol stations. Why would you do that? 
Because you realize there's no penalty whatsoever for the illegal behavior of walking into the country illegally. Look at this video. And if you're missing an audio, please check it out. You see, they're just walking through Arizona, no problem, finding the Border Patrol station and turning themselves in like it's a some kind of tourist destination. Here, check this out. You can see them walking up and down the street. Folks, this is a feature, not a bug. This is what the Biden administration wants. Yesterday, I did a very well-received show about 10 steps to destroy America. And one of them was you would need open borders. It's the easiest way to destroy a country from the inside out is with open borders. You don't know who's coming in. You don't want to know who's coming in. It's a way to create a near permanent underclass of people who will never be legal citizens in the United States. Yet when you have loose voting laws, it's I mean, they, they've actually said this themselves. There is a headline in the New York Times. You can look up yourself by a liberal writer saying, yes, we can replace them. Look it up. You think I'm making this up? Look it up. That's the New York Times. The New York Times. Look it up yourself. Fact check it. Do you crazed fact checker lunatics out there? Fact check that article that that headline is there. Feature, not a bug. All right, moving on. I want to get those two stories in there. We got a lot of material to get through today. Folks, the, uh, the COVID idiots, the COVID idiot class is growing. It's getting worse. I think Steve, Day, uh, Steve Dace calls them COVIDians, branch COVIDians or whatever. It is getting worse and worse and worse. The goalposts are constantly moving with COVID. I've explained this to you from the start, the reason why. A, a prosperous, free population never willingly gives up their own civil liberties. The goal of the left is to get you to forfeit your civil liberties. They are socialists by nature. Socialists require the concentrated power of government. You can't have government power concentrated if you have big, bold, individual freedom. The sphere of individual freedom and the sphere of government power cannot coexist. It's zero sum. As one shrinks, one grows. As the other shrinks, one grows. They can't be big at the same time. They can't. That's why the goalposts keep moving on Corona. The Corona bros in the Biden administration have figured out this is a valuable weapon to shrinking individual freedom and getting you to do things you don't want to do, softening you up with body blows to freedom and taking away your power to make decisions for yourself. Why do you think they're in love with these mandates? They're in love with the mandates because the mandates are a significant source of their power. If they can get you used to mandates about boosters, injections, masks, what you can and can't do and what you can and can't wear on your face, then the rest is, it's, it's over. What you can do with your money or your kids and your education are all irrelevant. Here, this is more proof that they're going to continue to move the goalposts because this will never end. They don't want it to end the left. The left is using this as a weapon against your individual freedom and liberty. Biden initially, when he ran for office, because he realized how grossly unpopular mandates and small individual liberty would be, he wants big government power. Biden had said, oh, we're not going to do vaccine mandates. I want you to listen to Fauci now. Here's Fauci, the angry little lawn gnome, chiming in again, saying that, hey, listen, you got to do what's good for you and do what's good for the populace, man. You're going to listen to us and shut your pie hole. Here, check this out. No one likes to be mandating for people to do things that they might be hesitant to do. But quite frankly, you have to when you're in the middle of what we call a historic experience of the worst pandemic of a respiratory disease in the last hundred years. We have to put the communal responsibility ahead of individual preferences. So although no one, myself included, likes to be told what you have to do, sometimes if you don't come to the realization that it is good for yourself, for your family, and for the communal good, then mandates or requirements become necessary. Do you understand? Did you pick that apart piece by piece? You understand yeah. what's wrong with that? This is... The totalitarian ethos summed up in one soundbite by the angry little lawn gnome here. Dr. Fauci's making a blanket statement that a vaccine mandate will be good for you. Uh, explain to me, please. Can, uh, can you tell me your unique medical situation? Of course you can. Um, it's a one-way camera. I go this way. The camera doesn't speak back. Well, that's obvious. I can't talk to you. I don't know your unique medical situation. But the point is, Fauci's talking into a camera, and he doesn't know it either. 
He has no idea if the vaccine is good for you. I'm thinking of a moment I had, you know, I have that a radio show, which, um, you know, I enjoy, but I, I'm still in this never ending battle with Cumulus, this joke of a parent company that's decided that a vaccine mandate was a good idea. This battle, I was texting about this last night. This battle's never ending. But I had one of the hosts, they, they uh, fired callously, Tron Simpson on my show. And he specifically said on the radio show that his doctor had warned him due to some blood clot condition that maybe he should be hesitant to take the vaccine. Does that apply to everyone? No, I don't, thankfully, knock on wood. I don't have a history of blood clots. I don't. So, And that's a good thing. But I didn't know Trons. I'm the only reason I'm sharing this. He said it on the show. I'm not sharing the guy's medical history, uh, you know, behind his back. He talked about it on my radio program. And you can go listen if you'd like. It's, uh, I think the episodes are on Fox Nation. Folks, I didn't know that about Tron. I had communicated with him before after Cumulus had let him go. Obviously, I was very upset. He's an old friend. But I never knew that. That's the point. Fauci is supposed to be a medical professional, a doctor. And yet he makes this blanket claim that, quote, the vaccine mandates, they're good for yourself. And he's never met you. So how does he know that? That's the fatal conceit to cite Hayek. That's the fatal conceit, the illusion of knowledge by government bureaucrats like the angry little lawn gnome Fauci. He pretends to know what's good for you, despite the fact he's never met you, doesn't know you, is not your doctor, has never analyzed you, has never diagnosed you with a disease. He's never even had a conversation with you or likely anyone in your family or friends, Fauci. Anyone. And yet Fauci says the vaccine and the mandate is good for you. Yet he knows nothing about you. Nothing. This has always been the fatal conceit. They keep moving the goalposts because this is working for them. And every single tyrannical impulse of a radical leftist, like I would venture to say Fauci, is always justified by a, hey, this is good for you. We're doing it for your own good. I have never seen a set of more pernicious policies ushered in by people claiming it's for the, uh, the public good than the group of socialists and totalitarian maniacs that do that. It's always for the public good. And yet the public oddly never seems to benefit from it. Bunch of people losing their jobs, a bunch of people forced to fake a, take a vaccine they may not need. For, what is it? For, yeah, no, 15 days. Yeah, 15 days. Stop the spread. Yeah. 14 days, flatten the curve. We're on day 694. Booster number 42. Yeah. Goalpost, 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 goalpost. Why? Because it's not a goalpost. When the goal, here, here's why they keep moving the goalposts. They're afraid if you reach the goal, you're not going to be afraid anymore and that you're not going to listen to a new set of mandates. So when this goal, you know, the, the field goals kick, they get, oh, reset, penalty, move the goalpost back because they need a reason to keep trying to kick the field goal. And who's protecting them? So Fauci's talking now about, by the way, being fully vaccinated, quote, meaning multiple boosters here. Well, folks, you were warned by who? The great governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Here's an article by Andrew Feinberg from the ridiculous scam Joker fact checkers, this guy Feinberg, who should be embarrassed and should resign immediately in shame, should move out of his house and go live in a motel room by himself, never to be seen in public ever again. Fact check, independent. This is from November 4th, just a month ago. DeSantis falsely claims vaccinated citizens without boosters could be declared unvaccinated and lose their jobs. Fact checker, false. Uh, here's the Daily Yeast and their Twitter feed from yesterday. Dr. Fauci says changing the fully vaccinated definition to include booster shots is a matter of when, not if. Fact checkers, folks. What would we do without fact checkers? Andrew Feinberg's a disgrace to humankind. Andrew Feinberg should resign his job immediately, should issue a full-throated apology to Ron DeSantis and quit tomorrow for being a loser. Goalposts moving. You'll be fully vaccinated with a third, uh, with a with a booster, with a second booster, third booster. How long is this going to go on? Is it going to be forty-seven boosters before you're fully vaccinated? When, when is that going to be? You see how the goalpost keeps moving because they love the mandates. 
And if you were fully vaccinated at two shots, then there's no more mandate to issue for you because you would have complied. But they don't like that because they're in loving, they're enjoying. There's a love affair with power and tyranny, so they need to tell you what to do again. Oh, no, no, you need another shot. Let me just let you know now, I have got coronavirus after being double vaccinated. I got corona, a bad case of coronavirus. I will not be getting any more boosters. So I'm letting, again, Cumulus know now, because they really pissed me off again last night, this ongoing battle with this, these, these dopes. Let me let them know right now, conclusively, on the record, I will not be getting and not complying with any boosters. I'm not getting any boosters. I have antibodies right now. I will not be getting any boosters. So let's see you act on that. We can continue to do this, you know. We can continue to go back and forth. You see, here's the difference with Cumulus. You guys need me. I don't need you. So let's see you act. CEO wants to play tough. Let's see you act. Do something. You work for me. I don't work for you. You sell my show. I don't need you losers over there. Sent a bunch of texts out last night to these buffoons with their dopey vaccine mandate. I got COVID after your stupid vaccine mandate, and it was vicious. Don't tell me what happened. You don't know my medical situation. Watch, Cumulus next. Hey, you need a third booster to be, or what, a booster to be fully vaccinated, a third shot, I should say, to be more precise. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'll tell you right now, I'm not doing it. Fire me. I, I dare you to do it. I'm daring you to do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's never about the money to me. Promise you, this wasn't going to get any better. Should have listened. I saw this uh, tweet yesterday going through uh, some of the social media platforms for some content. This was interesting. This is a guy at 40 Young. And uh, this is just to throw that out there to show you that the great state of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who was attacked ridiculously by this guy, Andrew Feinberg, with that joke of a fact check. Folks down here in Florida, as Guy can attest to, living here as well, life is normal. And I really, I'm not kidding. I genuinely feel bad for you decent people in these Northeast states and liberal totalitarian you know, Fauci-loving states elsewhere that are living lives with kids sitting outdoors in 40 degrees, eating lunch, sitting on buckets 10 feet apart, not allowed to talk to one another. I genuinely feel bad for you. Here's this tweet. I live in Florida, moved here from Pennsylvania in August. My life is old. In other words, normal. I don't wear a mask anywhere. My kids don't wear masks to school, and I only stay home if they're sick. And the kids only stay home if they're sick. Excuse me. I don't need to, quote, show my papers to do a darn thing. I love my life, my freedom. Props Ron DeSantis, the GOAT, greatest of all times. I know it does. He lives down here too. Life in, in Florida, ladies and gentlemen, continues on as normal. You come down here, you'll see it. I just had my, uh, some of my Fox producers down here to look at the studio. And one of them commented on the same thing. Life is normal down here. They can't believe it. It's nothing like what you're being subjected to in these tyr tyrannical, lawn-gnome-loving, Fauci-loving states. Nothing. And we have one of the lowest case rates in the country right now. How do you like them apples? Ma major props around the Sorry, right, let me get to my second sponsor. And then, <laughs> Joe, did you catch it again? The Amtrak thing this morning oh, when you yes. were processing the guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. How, is, he, is he ever going to let this go? No. Is he ever... He, no, he's not. You're right. He's a, um, I got a clip coming up next. I, I don't like doing too much. This is not a comedy show, okay? But again, it just speaks to Joe Biden, his lack of respect for you. I'm serious. How the man will lie, openly lie. Like, there's no question he's lying. This thing's been discredited, even by leftist outlets. And it reminded me yesterday, I did a video on my locals account about how Joe Biden and Juicy Smollett are the same. Joe and Juicy, they're the exact same. They, they don't care that you know they're BS. They're just going to BS you anyway. It's not because, well, Joe Biden's case, he may be dumb. But generally, it's not because they're dumb. It's because they just think you're dumb. They have no respect for you at all. None. I'll play that video coming up in a second. You'll see what I mean. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. 
Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sorry, I'm working out after the show. I got these uh, shorts on. They're a pain in the butt. They keep moving. It's driving me every time I move around in the chair. Like, that's why I'm always, I, I know, I know. I'm always like jumping around. So here's Biden yesterday. I don't keep bringing this up to, you know, again, try to be Dave Chappelle. I'm not a comedian. I'm not trying to be funny. But to make the point again that Joe Biden, that he just doesn't respect you at all. Typically, if you're caught in a lie, you would stop the lying, either apologize for it, or even if you don't apologize for it as a politician, you certainly wouldn't lie again. Joe Biden keeps telling this Amtrak story about this guy, Angelo Negri, an employee for Amtrak, that grabbed him by the cheek when he was vice president and told him he was like a two million mile member or whatever it may be. I think I got the miles a little wrong of Amtrak. And how great it was that he drove Am- rode Amtrak all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, when Joe Biden was vice president, Angelo Negri, who he's talking about here, was dead for the 15th time. This guy is making this story up. It's been discredited. And yesterday he told the story yet again, proving that this guy is the juicy small yay of politics. He knows nobody believes the MAGA hat bleach story at two in the morning coming from Subway. But Juicy keeps telling the same story because he knows there are a group of gullible idiots like BLM that came out supporting Juicy yesterday that will still support Joe Biden no matter what. He knows it, which really says more about you. I'm not kidding than it does about Joe Biden. If you're a liberal who supports this guy here, listen to him. Tell this story again. Total BS. Totally made up. Check this out. Getting on the train because they didn't like me getting on the train, uh, Congressman, because there's it's more dangerous circumstance. You can stop people and fix on tracks, et cetera. And, but I would go going home to see my mom, who was sick. And one of the conductors I know for years walked up and grabbed, said, Joey, baby, grabbed my cheek. <laughs> and, not a joke. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought that he was going to get shot. Uh, <laughs> True story. And I said, I said, no, no, it's okay. We've known each other. He said, Joey, big deal. A million miles, wherever it was, a million miles on Air Force Two. Come on, Joey. You know how many miles you travel on Amtrak? I said, no, Angie, I don't know how many miles. He said, we, we, we calculated it at the retirement dinner. He said, 36 years. 119 days a year, back and forth. Then as vice president, we figure you've done X number of trips and adds up to 1,200,000 miles on Amtrak. You know, he brought up a good point, Joe. You know, Biden typically stumbles through his speeches. You know, United States of America, mm-hmm. just as ridiculous. Stuff. He never screws up that story. That's right. It's a good point. It's, he's probably, you know why? Because he's rehearsed it a thousand times because he's had, he had to because the story's made up and he always throws in these details that the guy grabbed his cheek and said, Joey, baby, uh-huh. that the Secret Service almost shot the guy, which as an agent, I'm telling you, is ridiculous, which is like so laughably stupid that the Secret Service would be even, I don't even know what that's. That's just beyond dumb. And then he always says at least once, sometimes twice. You listen. Not a joke, right? Exactly. Not a joke. It is a joke. It didn't happen. It's it's simply a measure of how little respect this guy has for you. He just doesn't care. All right. Leaving that behind. I do have a lot of uh, material to get through today. This is an important story I wanted to talk about yesterday, but... I really fell in love with discussing the 10 steps they're using to destroy America because I think it's important that we know them. That way we know the terrain features on the battlefield here. So we know where to move, where to strategize, where to flank. 
But the Wall Street Journal released a fascinating poll, folks, and this is something you need to pay very close attention to. This is the first time I've seen a result like this with Hispanic voters. Hispanic voters, headline, now evenly split between parties, Wall Street Journal uh, poll finds. Republicans have made rapid gains among a crucial voting demographic that has long favored Democrats. Look at this. When you ask Hispanic voters, which candidate would you support for Congress? 37% say we'd support a Democrat. Get the exact same amount. Say they'd support the GOP. Now, Hispanic men support the GOP in larger numbers. Here's the other one, though. I'm going to get to some analysis in a second why this is so important. If the 2024 election for president were held today, for whom would you vote? 43% say Trump, 44% say Biden. Essentially, margin of error, the same number. Folks, this is a catastrophic, apocalyptic development for the Democrats, not just for the obvious reasons that a group, a, a demographic group they've relied on for overwhelming percentages in elections, Hispanic voters have now pulled even Republicans and Democrats. So essentially that group has been wiped out as a support function for them, right? It's important for a number of reasons. It's not just happening amongst groups traditionally aligned with conservative free market capitalism values like Cubans in South Florida. They voted Republican for a long time because they've unfortunately experienced the scourge of socialism having left Cuba. Folks, it's happening everywhere. It's happening in the Bronx, New York, on the southern border, the Bronx, New York with with Puerto Rican voters. It's happening in Orlando, Florida with Puerto Rican voters. It's happening along the Texas border with Mexican-American voters. Folks, it's happening everywhere. Now, why is this critical outside of the obvious? The Democrats have believed for a long time with their Colorado model, the way they flipped Colorado from red to blue, that demographics were their destiny, that their demographic destiny and why they would continue to win in the future and the Republican Party would go the way of the woolly mammoth. They believed it because they thought they had this coalition locked up. Black voters, young voters, female suburban voters, uh, and, and, uh, and Hispanic voters and minorities. They are losing that. Hispanic voters are moving in the wrong direction for them. Suburban moms, they're losing, as you saw in Virginia and New Jersey, because they're pushing CRT and garbage education on suburban moms' children. They're losing as well um, in in some of these urban areas because they're not holding on to the black vote to the degree they were in the past. Now, the black vote is not anywhere close to even, but they're still losing ground there. Their demographic destiny model is falling apart. Here's why it's important as well. Remember, the Democrats, they don't have ideological. They don't feel like their ideology is going to win in the long run. They always talk about demographics because they can't run in their ideology. Higher taxes, government-run health care, government-run schools are not a popular position. They only run by telling people, the other guy, the Republicans are racist and they hate you. Vote for us, we'll protect you. That's not working. It's not working at all. Their Latinx thing where they tried to categorize Hispanics as Latinx, as we discussed last week, completely collapsed. There are large swaths of Hispanic uh, uh, Hispanic Americans who hate the term and think it's dumb. Here's the last reason I was going to get to. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Why this Hispanic voter poll is such a huge deal. Folks, people are influenced by their communities. They are. It's nothing bold or outrageous there. You live in a community of conservatives. Eventually, it rubs off on you. Does it mean if you're a liberal, you're ever going to vote conservative? No, it doesn't. But peer pressure kicks in. I've seen it. Works the other way, too. I had Carol Markowitz on my show yesterday, a writer for the New York Post. She was, wrote a viral piece about leaving New York for Florida. And she said New York is so liberal that a lot of parents come up to her, liberal parents. They know she's a, uh, you know, a conservative-leaning writer. And they say, listen, I want to speak out against this mass thing in my kid's school because I think it's ridiculous, but I'm afraid to. Folks, that works the peer pressure, the communities having an effect on someone who would be more conservative, but isn't because they're afraid of the peer pressure. That works in the other direction, too. When you live and you're surrounded by conservatives around you, you know, liberty and freedom can take effect, too, by osmosis. So as more of these Hispanic voters start coming into, uh, in, into contact with other Hispanic voters who are MAGA people, conservatives and libertarians, You're going to see a community effect that happens everywhere. This is a very, very, 
very damaging development for the left. And believe me, they're terrified. Okay, um, I want to get to this block next because it's important. It is the most profound, deep example of the broken leg fallacy I've ever seen. What's the broken leg fallacy? It's common all over the left and with socialists. They will introduce some government solution that will break your legs. And then as a solution for the broken leg, solution, air quotes, they introduce more of the thing that broke the leg in the first place as a fix. You know, this is the best example of it I've ever seen right now. And it reminds me of the adage, dear, dear United States government, please stop helping. You're not helping. I'll show you what I mean in a second. Okay, here it is. This is the best example I've seen of the broken leg fallacy. I just explained to you what it is in a long time. So the left, you know, they love messaging and narratives. Their messaging is always class warfare and race warfare and race division and class division. Why? I just explained it to you. The left can never run on their own set of ideas. They can't. Their ideas suck. Nobody wants to give money to the government. Nobody wants to be told where to send their kids to school. So the left only wins elections by not running on their stuff, but running on, hey, Republicans are racist. That's why they, they love, they worship class division and race division. They get you to believe that higher taxes are a public good, even though you know they suck. You don't give money to the government voluntarily by claiming to you that the rich are getting over and screwing you over using class warfare. That's their narrative. It's always been their narrative. But here it is. I read a fascinating article about a guy I've been following for a long time. It's in the Wall Street Journal, their opinion section. It's called About All Those Pandemic Billionaires. A lot of billionaires sprouted up during the pandemic. You may say, really? During the pandemic, Dan? That sounds crazy. The economy is struggling. No, no. The well-off did very well, ladies and gentlemen. Thomas Piketty is one of these class or, or Piketty, whatever. He is one of these class warfare guys, okay? He writes these books and does these papers trying to show that inequality is the highest it's ever been throughout human history. There's a rich are screwing you over. And the left loves Piketty. Loves it. It's P-I-K-E-T-T-Y. Look it up. I've been following this guy for a long time. He says something fascinating, though, in this new piece he put together. Claiming that, oh, my gosh, the rich are getting richer and the pandemic did it. But you'll notice he leaves out the reason the rich got richer, proving again the broken leg fallacy. Liberals break your legs. And in order to fix your broken leg, liberals try to come in with a treatment that's the same thing that broke the leg in the first place. Wall Street Journal says, Piketty and them, they seem less interested in what triggered this putative spike in the wealth of the ultra-rich, you know, during the pandemic. Monetary policies that have inflated asset prices are an obvious suspect, especially in the developed world where financial assets have soared in value. But lead author Lucas Chancel tells us via email that it's too early for us to have a definitive take on the impact of monetary or other policies on this trend. Follow me here. I'm going to make this super simple. These class warriors on the left, Piketty, Chantel, and these other authors, need to foster the narrative that the rich are getting richer and they're taking it from you. They're not taking it from you. They're taking it from the federal government who's printing a bunch of money to pay for stuff we can't afford in deficit spending. And the, the rich hedge against this inflation. They borrow the money. They then go buy stock that jumps at a greater rate than inflation, and they make a fortune while you're stuck paying for $4 gas. You see how the narrative is the exact opposite of what Piketty wants you to believe? You following me here? Yeah, I'm good. Liberals like Joe Biden push these build back worse in infrastructure plans we have no money for. They push that. In order to pay for it, they have the Federal Reserve print a lot of money and loan it to the Treasury. Inflation goes crazy. Super rich billionaires and hundred millionaires then get access to that money. They then go buy stock that goes up uh, that that goes up dramatically and higher than the inflation rate. They make a fortune while the little guys paying six dollars for a, a quarter millimeter of ground beef. He the, the story's flipped on its head. Government is making the rich richer. While Piketty and these other people are arguing that government's the one to level the playing field. The playing field is not level because of the government. Are you knuckleheads missing this? Here's step two. It gets even worse. Once they print a lot of money to pay for this expanded government they can't afford, 
And then they blame it on the rich who then take the money and invest it, despite the fact that the government made them rich. This is the hilarious part. Now they're trying to blame the corporations for inflation. Oh, it was definitely those natural gas people. Elizabeth Warren's writing letters. We're going to investigate you petroleum companies for raising prices, despite the fact that the government's printing a bunch of money to chase fewer products causing inflation. So they're trying to blame corporations for it. Another Wall Street Journal article, stupid inflation tricks, round two. Yes, that's the actual headline. So Elizabeth Warren, this uh, communist, put together a note she wrote to a, a company called EQT, which is a natural gas company. Disclosure, I did an externship, they call it, at EQT when I was in business school. I'm not citing my education to sound like a smart guy. I'm just, disclosures are appropriate. I did it, so I know a little bit about EQT, um, but- the CEO of EQT, a guy by the name of Mr. Rice here, he wrote a letter back to Elizabeth Warren, who's trying to claim that natural gas companies are milking the economy because Elizabeth Warren's printing a lot of money with Joe Biden to pay for programs we don't have. So now she wants to blame anyone but the printing of money. So she's blaming the natural gas company saying, your prices are out of control. So finally, the CEO, this guy Rice, notes that the average price of natural gas for 2021 is significantly below the 20-year average. Between 2005 and 2008, before U.S. shale drilling boom for natural gas, prices roughly range between $6 and $13. Yes, the price of natural gas has increased rapidly relative to 2020 as economic engines of the world have reignited, but natural gas prices in 2020 were the lowest in over two decades, a year during which we exported liquid natural gas, Mr. Wright. Folks, nothing they're telling you is true. Spend money we don't have, cause an inflation crisis. The rich use that money, then buy stocks and assets. Then blame the rich and blame the corporations for the inflation crisis you caused because you printed a lot of money you didn't have to pay for government programs nobody wants or needs. Good job. Good job. You ever, ever tell the truth on the left about anything ever? Sirens should be sounding about this one, however, folks. Speaking of the inflation crisis, remember very simply what inflation is. It's when you print more money to chase fewer products. It's as simple as that. If there are less products out there and more money, those products are going to fetch more money. None of this is complicated. Milton Friedman's explained this eloquently through, you know, over and over again before his death. Now, producing stuff is important because, folks, you can print a lot of money. You shouldn't, but you can. And you can still keep inflation in check if you're also producing a lot of stuff. So if you print $100 to chase, say, 100 iPhones, and then you make 100 more iPhones and you print another $100, the price of iPhones can still be a dollar a phone. So I get it. We're oversimplifying this, but you get my point. You have 200 iPhones and $200, even though you printed an extra $100. Now, I'm not suggesting to you it's a good thing to do. The price of iPhone should have dropped in half, right? Simple math. If there were $100 and 200 iPhones, then the iPhones could fetch 50 cents each. The price would go down. I'm simply suggesting to you that you can print a lot of money. You shouldn't, but you can, as long as you're making a lot of products, meaning productivity, what you're producing goes up. This should have sirens going off everywhere. Breitbart article. Read this. John Carney. It'll be in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Ladies and gentlemen, productivity is crashing. The worst decline since 1960. Quote, the productivity of U.S. workers in the third quarter of 2021 dropped at a rate of 5.2%. You think inflation's bad now? This, Please be Paul Revere's for this. This is a really, really bad sign. It means not only are we printing record generational amounts of money, we are not only not chasing more products, which would even out inflation, we're chasing less, which is going to make the inflation crisis even worse. Keep your eye on that productivity number. As that goes down, I promise you inflation's going to get worse. You have to produce stuff to suck up the money. See, I don't even want to say two-pager today because every day is a two-pager. Yeah. I've got so much material. Really, I sit here all morning, boom, 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 going around. Hey, I want to just do a quick welcome. This kind of caught me off guard yesterday. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way, but um, I don't really keep in contact with that many people over there too often anymore. But uh, Parler, Parler had a huge get yesterday. 
Uh, Melania Trump. Nice. So welcome, Melania Trump, to uh, Parlor. I followed her yesterday immediately. All right. So, yeah, Melania Trump, welcome to Parlor. That was an interesting development to see. Another quick posting W's before we get to it. I haven't done a Juicy Small Yay update because it's not a comedy show, but his lawyer yesterday said something so dumb. I want to cover that. I want to show you what it's like to be like an, as, it's as manipulative as this guy is. I want you to watch an old piece of video of him describing the alleged attack and see how convincing this guy is showing you how these people, these actors are really good. But just a, one note on posting W's, posting wins. You know, we got rid of Saleh Amarova, the communist who wanted to be a supervisor of our banks in the OCC. I discussed that yesterday, a dreadful Biden nominee. But Gigi Sohn, for, who with, uh, they, they nominated for a position in the FCC. The FCC, she says Fox News is state propaganda. They wanted her controlling you know, airwaves and stuff, which is insane. Her nomination's been put off to 2022, so nice job, GG Stone. The pushback is working. Okay, should I, you know what? Let me do my last sponsor, and then I got a Juicy update. I want you to watch this video of Juicy. Remember this gem. This guy, man, I, I, I'll give him credit. Like Joe Biden, he is sticking to the grift no matter what. He is not giving up his story, but just watch the ability of this guy to act. It's, it's almost like, gosh respect for your acting skills, just like Biden. The Joey, baby, they almost shot. The guy's a total actor. He's rehearsed <laughs> yeah. that thing a thousand times. All right, got that coming up. Hey, do you know there are over 10 million job openings, but only 7.6 million unemployed job seekers? This issue is being worsened due to a mismatch of employers and qualified talent. So employers are having to go above and beyond to entice people to want to work for them. Listen, employers are offering all kinds of incentives to get people on board these days. Pet insurance, discount programs. It's hard to find quality employees. We're going to make it easier for you today. If you can relate to these challenges, finding employees and growing your team, and you need to try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. ZipRecruiter uses powerful technology to find and match the right candidate with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you right there. You can easily review the resumes, review the candidates and, and the recommended candidates and invite your top job choices to apply for your job. That encourages them to apply faster. ZipRecruiter's Zip technology is so effective. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day, day one. Now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Okay. So I've been kind of light on the juicy trial, not so much on the radio show because it's later in the day and sometimes I get a little comedy bug in me. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. It's like silly time later in the day. But Juicy's lawyer, Juicy Smollier, of course, who uh, uh, accused the, the Olsen Darrow brothers of, of being MAGA supporters and attacking him late in the night in Chicago. You all know the story. It's just ridiculous on its face. But Twitchy has an article up, and Juicy's lawyer said this yesterday. So again, a guy, the guy's suggesting this. He happens to be a, a black gay actor. I bring that up because he's made a big deal about it, suggesting he was attacked because he was black and gay by Trump supporters in Chicago late at night coming back from a Subway sandwich joint at 2 a.m. So the lawyer says yesterday during the trial, I don't know if he uh, realizes what a cell phone this is. Maybe he's just a terrible lawyer. The lawyer says, you think Juicy's dumb enough to go into Obama's city and pretend there's Trump supporters running around with MAGA hats? Give me a break. Juicy's defense attorney during closing arguments. <laughs> Dude. I don't think, Joe, that's the argument he thinks he's making. No. <laughs> I'm reasonably confident that was one of those Freudian slips right there. No, no, I promise you, Juicy is dumb enough to tell you that. Why? Because we listened to Juicy being dumb enough to tell Robin Roberts on ABC. This has been going around social media today. Uh, this is a blast from the past. Remember this, Jim? This is in the early days of, of this hoax when people start to realize Juicy's probably lying to them about this whole story. So Juicy decides he's going to do an interview with Robin Roberts. Watch the acting job, as he says in the beginning, 
I was a target because I went heavy after 45 talking about Trump. And watch, I want you to pay close attention. I've interviewed a lot of bad guys over the years. You get very good at interviewing people with malicious intent. I want you to pay very close attention to the deliberate, overly emotional appeal, the, the pregnant pauses, you know, the effort to, 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 the effort to, to, to suck Robin Roberts into this drama, but the very suspicious lack of detail. Pay close attention to all of that in this brief clip from his interview with Robin Roberts. Check this out. Why do you think you were targeted? I can just assume. I mean, I come really, really hard against 45. I come really, really hard against his administration. And I don't hold my tongue. I want to ask you about Jesse Smollett. I think that's horrible. Uh, It doesn't get worse. As far as I'm concerned. Were you aware that he made that statement? I saw it. I don't know what to say to that. You know? Um, You know, I appreciate him not brushing over it. And there is no doubt in your mind what motivated this attack. I could only go off of their words. I mean, who says empire this MAGA country ties a noose around your neck and pours bleach on you. Um, apparently, not the people he thought did it. You see it? Did you catch it? The pregnant pauses, the overly emotional kind of story appeal to drag Robin Roberts into it. You know, the lack of any real detail about what happened. I mean, it was obvious from the start that this guy was not telling the truth about what happened. It was obvious to anyone who was paying attention. And yet, because our race division obsessed left and media wanted to believe it, they got sucked into this trap. You know, Joe, you can both vouch for me on this. I'm not going to say who or what, but I don't do this on the right. There are a number of times, you guys both know what I'm talking about, where people supposedly on our side of the aisle were saying things I was super suspicious about. And I'd get a ton of emails. Why are you talking about this? Why? Because I don't believe it. I don't care if it fits some pre-existing narrative I have about how the world should work. If the story's not true, it's not true. That's why I say on this show all the time, we don't need to be first on anything. We need to be right. The left doesn't care. They fell for this juicy thing like that. Justice may be coming for Juicy, but not like he thinks. Supposedly, there'll be a verdict today, so we'll see what happens. Just looking at some video, Bob Dole's casket arriving at the castle, excuse me, the Capitol Castle. So uh, what a life, Bob Dole. God rest your soul. Uh, One story I want you to keep your eyes on before I get to my last story of the day about what medical professionals have warned me, Gee, and others about for a while. Now you're starting to see hard evidence about coronavirus. I want to just bring up this one story. Gee's like, what are you talking about? This isn't part of the show right now. I just saw it before I got on the air. Folks, the property developer in China I've been warning you about, Evergrande, that has billions upon billions of dollars of assets in apartments they were building, they defaulted today, officially. Why is that an important story? Because it was you know, buying apartments in China was effectively their retirement system. They don't have this social network we do here of the ability to invest in 401ks and things like that. So they would buy apartments. The Chinese economy inside is in real trouble. My concern here is that it may begin to affect the rest of the world. They have a relatively closed economy. It may, but I can tell you one thing it'll definitely affect. Xi Jinping. And if he needs a distraction from the collapse of the entire Chinese property-based retirement model, I hesitate to think what he'll do with Taiwan. And I hesitate to think that Ukraine and Russia may be next. Russia figuring if they attack Taiwan, the United States can't defend both and won't defend both at the same time. Keep your eyes on that story today. It's not getting a lot of play. Keep your eyes on that. Okay, my last story. I've been warned about this for a long time. And again, it shows you the broken leg fallacy in effect. How the left does something 
that damages you. And in order to fix the damage they cause, they introduce more of what caused the damage. So the left induced a bunch of lockdowns during the coronavirus. And to be fair, some Republicans do, but Republicans quickly changed their minds and realized this was a really bad idea, largely. They closed gyms in the process, preventing people from working out. Folks, the damage done from that is untold. Why? New York Times, I rarely put New York Times links in, but this is an important story. The coronavirus attacks fat tissue, scientists find. The research may help explain why people who are overweight and obese have been at a higher risk of severe illness and death from COVID. I have a nurse friend of mine. She's a very nice lady. She works in the neighborhood. Our kids play together. She was over here, um, I don't know, six months ago talking to my wife and I. They were, the kids were getting dropped off to, to, you know, to play. And she said, you know, Dan, just about every patient we have without a comorbidity, almost every one in the ICU from COVID, this is when we were going through the Delta strain in Florida. She said almost every one is obese. Folks, it speaks to the importance of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with exercise myself. I'm not trying to be some kind of Popeye. Eat your spinach, take your vitamins. I'm just suggesting to you that you're running a, the coronavirus is a, it, it's, it's a nasty infection. I had it, but you'll, you'll get through it, especially with the treatments. Now, the chances of you dying are thankfully very low. Unfortunately, they're not very, very low though. If you're carrying around a lot of extra weight, it's just more of a reason we got the new year coming up to incentivize you to take care of your body. Uh, get some of those extra pounds off there. This stuff, re- um, I'll never forget what the woman said to me, the nurse, she said, Dan, It loves fat tissue. We can't explain it. Well, now you know why. It attacks fat tissue and uses it for these uh, storm of chemicals that cause all these complications. No better time than now. Clean up your diet. Get to the gym. Got the new year coming up. I'm going to have on my Fox show my bodybuilder friend soon, and he's going to give us some uh, getting in shape tips. It'll be fun. My buddy Steve. That'll be a good time. He was on my radio show. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Questions for tomorrow? Go to my Locals account. Locals.com, I'm at Bongino or Rumble. You can submit them there, rumble.com slash Bongino. And don't miss my show, Saturday night, 10 o'clock, unfiltered. Set your DVR today. If you can't make it, I'll give you the guest lineup tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. Thanks for tuning in. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.